0: Welcome back to the 4A Baseball Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We've made it through another series. This one was a bit more complicated because there's a lot of rainouts, and there are some teams that randomly just didn't play, but it was still fun nonetheless. Uh, We all clearly enjoyed it, and I like that we get to watch teams that we wouldn't normally watch without having to go out of our way. How are you guys doing today?
1: Doing good. My team's a little moody to open the season, but, I mean, I'm having a fun time watching baseball regardless. Steves, how are we doing?
2: My team is upset constantly. Uh, Hey, I mean – it's fun to watch baseball again. I mean, that's really all it's about at the end of the day. We's, we got we got a couple different things going through, um some call-ups, some some big names and and everything in between. So excited to get
0: into it. So trying to think before we kick off into our recaps, are there any huge storylines that we need to put out there real quick?
2: Um, I mean, about like what happened or like,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: Not the, the, not necessarily. I mean, there's some there's some weird players that are performing better than some, you know, all-star caliber players. You know, we'll probably get to them when we talk about their series. But, like, there are some unexpected players that are performing, you know, at, at high levels right now. Other than that, I can't really highlight anything. Brad, you got anything?
0: I was just going to say we finally have to see a Grayson Rodriguez debut.
2: Yeah, that would have been the only thing I could have think of.
0: All right. So, we're going to kick it off. I I've randomly spun a wheel. Uh, And if you heard our bit of a plunder of a recap last episode, uh, we've tried to go back and fix the format a little bit. So Steves going to kick us off in the AL. That's what the wheel decided today. He's just going to take you through every series and then we're going to go back and we're going to talk about things that we find necessary too. So Steves.
2: Okay, so Blue Jays versus Royals is the first series we're going to talk about. Uh, game one, Barrios gives up eight runs, picking uh, up right where he left off last season. Absolutely no no missteps from him. Uh, the Blue Jays try and rally late. Fortunately, it's not enough. Royals win game one, 9-5. to five. Game two, Yusei Kikuchi makes his 2023 debut. He allows one over five. Uh, Matt Chapman has three hits. First show hits his first Blue Jays home run, and Blue Jays take that game. Game four to one. Game three, winner take all. Alec Manoa and Zach Grinkey combined for fifteen fire emojis, but combined for 13 innings pitched and one earned run. I was reading Brad's notes there. the uh, Royals offense stays absent. Uh, Guerrero Jr. and show both record three hits as the Blue Jays beat the Royals three-nothing, taking the series two to one. Uh do you want me to just go into the next Okay. Uh, Orioles versus Rangers. Game one, Orioles hit the Rangers uh, pretty nicely. Kyle Bradish gets a comebacker off the leg, setting him to the injured list, and that was the only Rangers hit. Uh, Tyler Wells goes in relief instead of starting uh, the next day and throws five no-hit innings. Orioles win 2-0. Game two, Andrew Heaney allows seven earned runs in two-and-two-third innings pitch, picking up right where he left off. Dane Dunning, four innings pitch, zero earned runs. Uh, in relief, Ryan Mountcastle and Jorge Mateo both go deep, and Orioles win that one 7-2. to two. In Game 3, we finally get to see Grayson Rodriguez's debut. Um, he lost two earned runs in the first, but dominates in the next four innings. Uh, his final line was five innings pitched, two earned runs, and five Ks. DeGrom throws four perfect innings. His final line was six innings pitched, one earned run, 11 Ks. Josh Young does the damage as the Rangers escape a sweep by winning 5-2. to two. Heading over to the Tigers and Astros series, uh, Game 1 Hunter Brown uh, gets hit extremely hard. Uh, Jordan Alvarez uh, hits his 100th career home run, and Detroit scores two in the 10th. Astros only respond with one as the Tigers defeat the Astros 7-6 to in Game 1. Game 2, Framber Valdez looks like an ace as he strikes out nine over seven innings. Spencer Torfson and Riley Green pop off. Matt Manning ha- has his best career start uh, with five and two-third innings pitch, two earned runs. Four Ks. Tigers win six to three. Game three, the Astros say no to getting swept like they did last time. Um, but their sci- they with, as they put their Cy Young uh, contender out on the bump. Javier goes six innings pitched, one earned run, five Ks. Astros take this game eight to two. The Tigers take the series two to one. Now, head right over to the Guardians versus the Athletics series uh, in. <laughs> Okay, uh, in game one, a uh, crazy intense back and forth game. A's gets a class A, 10-10 going into extras, and the Guardians win 12-11. Game two, Beaver struggles, as does JP Sears, uh, but both allowing runs. A's walk off Karen check four to three. In game three, Hunter Gaddis allows one hit over six innings pitch, a strike against the bullpen. Miles Straw robs a homer that would have put the A's ahead. Kyle M- Muller looks solid, and Guardians score two in the top of the ninth to win the game six to four and the series two to one. Now we head over to Los Angeles for the final American League series as the Angels uh, – or out to Seattle, sorry. Angels play the Mariners. Uh, possible wildcard contender, um, I would definitely like to see that. I think we all would kind of like to see that because, you know, Shohei Ohtani and Mike Trout in the playoffs would be amazing. Game 1, Kirby and Detmers. Uh, kind of disappointing as Kirby allows four hits and Detmers allows three. Um, or four runs and Detmers allows three. Uh, Trout gets three walks. Ohtani hits a home run. Angels win that game 7-3. to three. Game two, Mariners have lost four in a row, and the stopper is on the bump. Luis Castillo goes five and two-thirds scoreless. Mariners get to Jose Suarez. Tasker Hernandez hits his first two homers of the season, and Mariners win 11-2. to Game three, winner take all, and Otani's on the bump. He struggles for control early. The Mariners score in the first, but he settles in and strikes out eight over six innings of one-run ballgame. Ojapi goes deep. Mariners try to answer late. But it is not enough. And the Angels take that game four to three and take the series two to one.
1: I have a lot of comments there. It's just let, let's go. Let's start from the top. Let's start from the top. First of all, Steves, you did great. You did great, um, Stevs. You, you did great. Um, there's not much to say on Barrios. I am kind of surprised that Kikuchi, um, you know, it picking up where he left off from spring training. Other than that, the only takeaway from this series for me is that um Matt Chapman looks like a real offensive threat now. Um, he's, I think he had an error in this series, which is a little, you know, not like him, but it's been like that the last two seasons, but I am liking this offense I'm seeing from him. no, no home runs, but he is going for extra bases, uh, pretty frequently. I think he's leading the league in doubles now.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a contract year for him. So there's a payday yeah. right there. You think might've only allowed one earned run via a six of seven expected ERA. Uh, not great, Bob. And then, the that was like when I, when I made the fire emoji comment. So in baseball savant. Every time a pitcher lets up a hard hit ball, they earn a fire emoji, so it's basically just saying it was the battle of luck and luck won. So, yeah, that's fair. I saw, um, I saw a tweet saying like Guerrero looks like a genuine like MVP contender again, and I, I'm kind of on board with that. Like, especially, he looked, yeah, back he looked, to back days, yeah, yeah, and especially like today. We're recording on Thursday, so we have a little bit of today bias from that, but. Even in that series, he still looks very good. He's literally the 100th percentile for max exit velocity. 545 expected Woba through his first seven games. It's not bad.
1: Yeah, that's you know? not bad. And then um, moving on to the Orioles, Stevs, okay. do, do you have anything takeaways from? Oh, Steves, uh, no, you are. Okay, go ahead, Stev. <laughs>
2: I mean, the the Royals need to get their offense actually kind of humming because they really have not showed up at all. Um, Vinny Pasquantino has not been Vinny P, uh, but when he is on base, they throw out a Sasquatch, which I think everyone finds fun. Um, all right, it's, it's, na- it's Pasquatch. Na- yeah, but he's... It's Pasquatch. I understand the joke, Brad. <laughs> Brad, I, under, I understand the joke, but it's Sasquatch. Uh, now we can head over to the Royals versus Eight Rangers game, which I think the uh, most important... Game was probably game three. Um, because what we're or, or game one, I mean, either one, but though, because kind of heading into that series, they were uh, the Rangers were uh, lossless, um, and the Und- Orioles, undefeated, undefeated, some, some would say, some would say, <laughs> but some would also say lossless. Um, but heading into that, they did they were undefeated, um, and the Orioles break that streak, winning the first two. Then Grayson Rodriguez comes out, and he he honestly didn't look terrible. He was a little – I mean, obviously nerves are going to get to you in your first start, and they did get to him, and the Rangers kind of pounced on it. So
1: Here are my takeaways. This this, um, Rangers team came into this series scoring like 11 a game for the first three games, and they come in and get one hit um, by this Orioles team who managed to struggle with the Red Sox offense. So it it really is, you know, quite an an, an, analogy. what is, what's the word?
0: An anomaly? An anomaly.
1: an anomaly, yeah. Okay. It, it's not, it's it's just a little bit, it's a little out of blue here. I don't know if, if the Rangers offense just went to bed or if Baltimore pulled it together, but it looks a little little interesting there. My other takeaway is that Jorge Mateo actually looks really good. Like he's hitting for, I'm not going to say power, but two home runs in seven games while also stealing four bases. He might be a guy that's like a 20, 20, 30, 30 threat now. I, I think he's got some sneaky pop. He's got... Decent exit velocity on his hits now. I mean, he's already had the glove, so I think he has potential to kind of blossom into, you know, a, a more complete player than he has been in the past.
2: Wasn't he one of my players that like I, I pointed out at some point? I don't rem- I don't, I don't, I don't have the notes up, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I pointed out Jorge Mateo as, like maybe like a breakout or like a, a player to watch or keep an eye on or something. I have, I have a memory of it. I don't know. It's bad. I mean. Hey, you guys listened to the podcast, so you guys would know.
0: Um, let's see, Steves, your breakout for the Orioles was Gunnar Henderson. <laughs> no, not, it, was, it was in it was in like a, a it was it,
2: it was in like a no it was in like a, a centralized episode we were talking about like breakouts or something. I don't I don't I don't remember what the episode was, but I remember talking about Jorge Mateo, and you guys were like, "He's like he's he's been on like three different teams at this point." Stevs. I
0: don't yeah, know that that is still a fact. He has, I mean, whether, it's whether, it's whether he breaks out or not, he has been on three teams. Uh, Dane Dunning looked pretty solid in relief for game two. It's kind of weird that they had him go to the bullpen. If you remember a couple of seasons back, he was that big piece in the Lance Lynn trade. Um, He's pretty yeah. solid. He's not elite by any means, but it just feels like with, you know, Andrew Heaney kind of sucking, he might find himself a spot in the rotation. Uh, st- Saying Andrew Heaney picking off right where he left off. That's not true. He was actually pretty decent last year. Uh, yeah, but he—I he, just always have vivid memories
2: of him being terrible. So,
0: well, he—he he picked up from your memories where they left off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Josh Young is actually like a legitimate hitter, and that's pretty big for the Texas Rangers. They've kind of been counting on a, you know, an organizational third baseman for a couple of seasons now, almost a decade at this point, and he's kind of filling those shoes right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I still have a lot of faith in this in this Rangers offense. I think from top to bottom, they're pretty complete. And even Adolis Garcia, a guy that we we're decently high on, is looking like one of the best bats on this team right now, while also providing a good glove in the outfield. I think he already has one out above average now. That's um, hey, that hey, it's seven games though, he's on pace. Oh, um, Abrams, any any lasting thoughts on this on this series? Are you ready to move on to the Tigers Astros?
0: I, I I'm gonna put of Garcia on April MVP watch. I'll I think he could right be now. on
1: April MVP watch. Yeah. Put that down on the list. I could see that for I could see it for AL MVP, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now moving on to Tigers Astros. I was extremely excited to watch Hunter Brown. I thought this was the perfect setup. You know, you're starting at home against <laughs> the Tigers. Wait, was this this was at home? Yeah, this is at home. Against the Tigers. And this was set up to be one of the best debuts ever, and he got hit pretty hard by this, you know, pretty lackluster Tigers team. In all honesty, I'm a little disappointed. Um, but then again, it was his first game. You know, it's it's pretty hard to you know pitch in the major leagues. But I don't know. I had a little bit higher hopes. You guys agree? I
0: mean, this wasn't I mean, his first yeah. game. He pitched Not last like,
1: season. No, as a, as a, in that rotation though, with like with the hype. That's and fair. And did he did he start last year, or did he come out of the bullpen last year?
0: Uh, I'm looking right now. Hunter Brown. Yeah. I thought that was his I, first start. He had like, seven or two starts last year. Two starts. Okay. Yeah. Um, last year or so far this season, a very small sample size. His best pitch via run value is the splitter. If you're just looking at the stuff, though, it's legit. Like the slider and knuckle curve are both 118 stuff plus pitches. Uh, that'll play. I think the only thing he has to do is just really settle in if he can provide consistency with location and just use it more effectively, which in the Astros organization, we know he will. I think it's just a first start jitters. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Agree. I mean, um, I would,
1: I would be checking the exit velos every night. I, I like checking. I like checking the batted ball, like any anything to do with the, after the game, I just check. And it is so frustrating to look at every day. Uh, Spencer Torkelson's exit velocity numbers because everything is pointing towards, you know, he should be getting on base a lot more frequently. I think he's got like a 360 expected batting average to like a 210 batting average. But that did, that did come through in game two. He did look good. And I really do think that that is a confidence booster for someone like him. I think he definitely needed that. Um I'm not going to say this Tigers team looked as good as the Astros did bad, um, if that makes sense. I just don't think this Astros team is looking good right now. Um... What do you think? Do you think they that the Tigers look, you know, like they're a better team because they beat the Astros or do you think the Astros look like a bad team because they lost two?
2: I mean, you got to take into account that the Astros aren't at full strength right now. And I think they're kind of, I think I'm not going to say they're having like a, uh, they're not they're having like a, what's the, I'm trying to think of the word. Like they're having a poor saying. season because they've just won the world series. They're having a, a hangover, a, a championship hangover season. um, But I think I think it's gonna take some time to get them started. Uh, once Brantley comes back, I think we'll see kind of more things. With the, it's kind of it is a new the pitching staff is kind of um, it's got it's got to work out its bugs. They're still kind of young and they're still trying to fix everything together. And then a month later, after Brantley comes back, then they'll get Altuve back. I was getting there, Tom. That's but, a big difference maker. I mean, they're both a big difference maker once you get, cause Brantley will be back in about three weeks and then Altuve should be back about a month after Brantley comes back. So once you get those guys back, I think you'll see that the Astros firing on all cylinders. Um, but game one was actually like, like I, I, I was, I was watching another game and then I was writing my paper and I looked up and then it, I got like a notification or something that it was tied between the, the Tigers and the Astros. And I was like, there's there's no way it's not possible. And then I watched out the rest of the game, and I was extremely excited that the Tigers actually beat the Astros because it's just it's just hilarious and chaos.
0: Yeah, is, I mean, that's... like the Astros struggle in the early seasons. They've done it for the past couple of seasons. And 2020, they didn't have the opportunity to work out of it in the regular season, but they did it in the postseason. The last year, they won the World Series, and they struggled at the beginning. I think again, we're a little bit we're grading it a little bit more strictly kind of just basing it on this year. So yes, for this year, they don't look great, but I think they'll be perfectly fine. It's the Houston Astros. They've earned the benefit of the doubt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, But this, this, this guardians athletic series was absolute chaos. And I, I Brad, you sent us, or was it, it was Brad or Steves. One of you two sent me a link uh, Twitter link talking about how the A's don't realize that they're bad. So they're playing like they don't care. Yeah, it was it, it, it's just how it is, man. I mean, there's not, there's no other way to say it. Like they are genuinely a scrappy team, like we discussed in the last episode. They're actually, they're, they actually might pick up a couple wins from some pretty good teams, like we saw in this series. Yeah, I we, think I mean,
0: it, you got a Yeah,
2: we, we talked about it last time. Like, um, that they're they're they play well to their competition. They're gonna go out there and they're gonna fight. Um, and it's gonna be. I, I mean, again, no one wants to watch athletics baseball because. They're terrible, but I mean, it's going to be fun to watch them kind of come out and try and knock out the heavyweights.
0: Yeah, and they're a team that definitely, I think, uh, they're going to steal a couple wins. The thing is, I feel like this series makes the Guardians look, look worse than it does the Athletics Pesky. I don't think this series looked good on the Guardians. That's fair.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Other than other than Kyle Muller really running the, the third game, I I would say it was kind of a weak showing of the bullpen, which I thought was the Guardians' strong suit. You know, they got to Class A and Karinczak. They're two guys that I thought were kind of untouchable, and I was like, that's impossible. It's not possible to touch Class A, but somehow the Oakland Athletics have done it. Um, which I I would not be concerned about as a Guardians fan, honestly. That's two games right there, but. I think if you're going to point out a weakness of this Guardians team, I think it's now the bullpen, which is the problem.
0: And on I mean, the contrary, yeah. I think you have to like the defense, which you've seen. Oh yeah! The defense. Oh my god! Yeah. There was the play from Andres Jimenez yesterday. He almost made like this ridiculous play in right field, and it just like popped out of his glove. Thankfully, like it didn't it didn't affect the outcome of the game. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Gaddis. When Tristan McKenzie went down, he got thrown and he didn't look good in his first start. And everyone's like, uh oh, this is bad for the Guardians. I was one of those people. And we forget that the Guardians are one of the best pitching dev organizations in all of baseball. And he goes out and he one hits over, oh, allows one hit over six innings. Yes, it's the athletics. But it's still, it's still a good thing to see from the second start of someone's career.
2: I mean, As much as we want to say, yeah, it's the athletics, there's still professional athletes and there's still like they're still good at the game of baseball. There's a reason they've made it to the majors, even if they are on, again, the athletics, but they are playing on the major leagues for a reason because they're pretty good at the game. So they're going to go out there and they're going to fight every single day. No team wants to lose, even if you are the Oakland Athletics. No team is going to go out there and, and attempt to lose. That's just not it's not how an athlete plays. It's not how anyone should
1: should work. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I I, I mean that, that that pretty much wraps up my thoughts on that series. Do you have any other lasting thoughts? I'm ready to talk about this last series. Yeah, this this next series is probably one of my favorites. Like
2: from, from the start, because they were tweeting stuff about like Shohei and Ichiro, um, like meeting before the game and then J Rod and, and, and Mike Trout meeting before the game is it was really, really cool. Um uh and it's very fun to to see what those two like what all of those people are, are doing, Tom.
1: I mean, my takeaway from this series is that Luis Castillo is a early Cy Young contender already. I, I really like Luis Luis Castillo this season. Um, as we mentioned previously, the Kirby versus Detmers uh, you know, experience did not really live up to the hype. I was kind of hoping that would go a little bit better, but that is their first starts of the season respect respectively. Um, but both offenses looked pretty good throughout the series. Um I I do think the mariners have a bit of um a bit of a offensive struggle early this season. But that's definitely probably because um they played two fairly good ball clubs. I think they can probably bully down on some some weaker clubs and they can also, you know, win some good series. I don't know. This series kind of confused me because I going into this, I really wouldn't have thought that the Angels would, would come away winning this series two games to one. I mean, I don't know.
2: The the both the Mariners and I mean the Guardians, like that was that was the first series and it was a really, really good series, and I think they're on an equal plane with each other. I think they just they there's some things they got to work out. Um, but again, the Angels are are looking, pre- they're looking pretty good. No matter how much you want to say, they're the Angels though. Blah blah blah. They're looking pretty good. Um, bullpen again could use some help. Maybe they'll get that throughout the season. We we got We got to hope that the Angels have some sort of tricks up their sleeve. Because we want to see Otani and Trout in in the playoffs. And if we're not going to see Otani and Trout in the playoffs this year, hopefully we'll see Otani in the playoffs next year. Um, Brad, you got any any thoughts on that?
0: I think that the Mariners, they're okay. They had a four-game losing streak, and they put in their stopper. And it was effective. They won the game pretty convincingly, in all honesty. But I think the issue is right now, they're not firing on all cylinders. We were kind of high on Jared Kelnick off on – from spring training. And he hasn't, that hasn't translated right now. Peter Rodriguez is, is starting to go a little bit, but I just, they aren't going right now and that's okay. They struggled a little bit at the beginning of last year and they still ended up making the playoffs. I just think they are really benefiting from the Astros not starting off well.
2: I mean, yeah. And the, the, the angels taking two out of three, from both from what two because they're both in their division from the Angels or from the Athletics and the Mariners that's really really important they need to win series if they can win nearly every series they're in they're going to make the playoffs that's that is the most important thing for the Angels especially against their own division absolutely Um, I mean Castillo looks sensational I love Luis Castillo Um, he's one of my top five picks for for Cy Young I know Tani looked absolutely sensational in game three as well
1: I am prepared for my section, the
0: oh, National yeah. League.
2: time you have three games.
1: I have three games?
2: I think you got yeah, four. All
1: right, well, thank goodness. Okay. No, all right, so the first series, and I think this is a telltale sign of the season. The Brewers came out and made a statement versus the Mets. Game one, Brewers absolutely wiped the floor, 10-0. Carlos Carrasco gets hit hard. Freddie Peralta looks like his 20, was it 2019 form. And Bryce Terrain gets his first career home run. That It was all Brewers game one. Game two, nothing changed. It was all Brewers again. Uh, They got five off Scherzer, and they ended the game nine-nothing. That's back-to-back shutouts against a team that is spending $5 billion. Um, They went back-to-back-to-back off Max Scherzer, a a pitcher who is regarded as one of the best of our generation. Brian Anderson and Garrett Mitchell each hit two bombs each. This this team, this offense looks amazing. Sorry, I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Burns looks real rocky. That's Brad's notes. That's a reference to the Colorado Rockies because he does not look good. Uh, However, the offense did fight back, and there was a walk-off by Garrett Mitchell. In this series, Anderson and Mitchell both hit three bombs, respectively, uh, and they swept the Mets, the mighty Mets. And I think that really does make a statement for how good this team could be. Uh, Cubs versus Reds. Reds take game one, 7-6. Not much going on there. Game two, big big debut here, a season debut for Hayden Wesneski. He took the bump for the Cubs, and he looked okay. You know, not pure dominance, but they... Definitely got some run support by the Cubs offense who combined for 12 runs on 16 hits and game three, the rubber match, the big rubber match. It got rained out. I guess we'll have to find out later. Um, next series is the Braves versus the Cardinals game one, all Braves, uh, Austin Riley, 473 foot bomb. That was crazy. Acuna and Albies also go deep. This was really just, you know, a Braves offensive breakout again, Morton pitched pitch decent, uh, but the Braves come out on top eight to four. Game two, a guy I'd never heard of, Dylan Dodd, makes his Dylan debut, and so does Dylan. And he does Dylan De- Brad, this <laughs> 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 Oh, that's a tongue twister, man. <laughs> you just hit me up here. <laughs> um, the Cardinals' offense only produces one run, but every batter gets exactly one hit. Interesting statistic right there. Um, but the Braves come out on top four to one. Game three, Miles Michaels gets hard again, but recovers after a rush <laughs> <first>
0: inning. Um, <laughs> yeah? What? He
1: gets hard again? No, I said he gets hit hard again. You guys misinterpreted. Jordan Walker gets. You did not say that. I literally did. Jordan Walker gets his first career home run. Uh, That's gonna be the first of many for him. Matt Olsen also has three RBIs as he doubles twice and hits a home run. And the Braves go on to win five to two. The Cardinals have not looked very good on the pitching side of things, but then again, they are playing one of the best offenses in all of baseball. Up next, we got a two game series here: the Padres versus Diamondbacks. Brent Honeywell whips out the screwball. I don't know who Brent Honeywell is, but he is on the mound. Evan Longoria hits a go-ahead homer. He's looked very good this season. David Dahl and Hossian Kim go back-to-back home runs off Scott McGough. McGuff, my apologies, to walk it off and uh, win 5-4. Game 2, Yu Darvish looks a little shaky at the beginning, but allows one earned run in five innings pitch. Gallon gets hit hard again. He's not been looking too good this season through his first two starts, but that is going to be okay in the long run. A four-run eighth vaults the Diamondbacks ahead as they win 8-6 for a series split in a two-game series. Um, In the next series, you got the Dodgers versus the Rockies. Michael Grove looks, you know, okay. It's a close and competitive game until late. And then there was a seven-run fifth inning from the Dodgers. Jason Hayward hits his first bomb. Dodgers win 11-4. Game two, uh, Herman Marquez comes out after a pretty good debut, uh, and the Dodgers get to him pretty quickly um Urias goes six scoreless and the Dodgers win five to two Hayward and Smith go deep again they are looking very uh good I think hey I think Will Smith is definitely in that player of the month uh you know conversation at this point um what are your thoughts on these National League matchups
0: before I just before I forget this Jason Hayward I believe has nine balls in play seven of them are hard hit balls and his average exit velocity is 94 miles an hour
1: He's pretty good. I, what do they do to him, man? He's never been a good hitter. You know, he like that's... even in his prime day, he was not a very good hitter. He was probably below average his entire career. And now they got him. They don't. They don't him. Hey, that's my breakout player. I'm just saying he's breaking out. Um, my my takeaway from the first series and the Mets first Brewers is the that Mets suck. No, it's it's less about that. More about the fact that when I think of the identity of the Brewers, I think William Damez, Christian Yelich, you know, even William Contreras and like Rowdy Tellez— None of those guys are producing, and yet they're still probably in that conversation for one of the best offenses in baseball. And that has been completely boosted by Brian Anderson. Jesse Winker's been playing good. Uh, Weimer, Weimer hit his first home run. Terang hit his first home run. And then Garrett Mitchell obviously is looking like an early you know candidate for rookie of the year as well. Uh, I don't think he met the threshold last season when he got called up, so he's also going to be in that conversation it seems like there's a lot of unlikely heroes on this squad that are contributing to the offense and not really the guys you'd expect.
2: I mean, I think the people are, everyone's kind of hitting on all cylinders. I hope they can like, continue this throughout the season, right? You, like it's again, small sample size. Well, we, we're literally a week into the season, right? So we, we got to hope that these guys can continue to play at this high of a level throughout. Um, I, I literally called the Garrett Mitchell walk-off home run. I, I, I turned to my roommate and I was like, he's going to hit one and then like literally a pitch later he he smacked one over the over the right field wall um i i, I definitely agree i think the, the brewers are or a fun team to watch hopefully burns looks a little less rocky and uh a little more brewer um but we'll see how the this how he kind of settles down throughout the season
0: uh i kind of like the brewers if you guys didn't know i had them winning the on central uh, i think that this is an accurate reflection of what their ceiling is I just need to make. Sh- they need to make sure that they play. They're not going to be able to play at this level the whole season. They just need to make sure they don't fall from grace. And on the other side, the Mets have fallen from grace. They look like crap. Uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on that series. Yeah, Man, I think yeah that's everyone, a pretty good synopsis
2: yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> let's head over to the Cubs versus Reds. Um, what are your takeaways of this? Uh, of this series.
0: There is. There's nothing to really take away. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. There was one game that we covered pretty much.
1: Uh, yeah, welcome to yeah. the
0: NL Central. <laughs> that's just how that's how it is. It's I mean, just, yeah. really, there, was, <laughs> there wasn't much this year. So it, the Cubs and Reds both hit the ball, Cubs did it more a couple times. Yeah.
2: yeah, um, let's over the Braves versus Cardinals now. Uh, I mean, the Braves are just unstoppable, it feels like, and it sucks, but um. I, I don't know if it's more about the Braves just being good or the, the fact the Cardinals just have zero pitching. Um, But what I mean, what, what,
0: what are you guys thinking? I the think The Cardinals that...
1: offense... Yeah, Brad, go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: You talk about the offense. I have a different point.
1: The Cardinals offense is the real deal. And we know this. We know this. I've said it a million times. If you watch the podcast, I say this every episode I get a chance to. The offense has been the real deal. They are a top 10 offense. They are a top three offense in baseball. They cannot just continue to build this and not build pitching around it. They're they're never going to win They're You cannot succeed without pitching. And they just, and they they are going to get, they're going to pay for it. I mean, they have a pretty wide window here with a, you know, pretty successful franchise, but God, just get, 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 get some pitching. Brad, what are your thoughts?
0: I was going to say that their offenses are eerily similar to the Braves and the Cardinals, but here's the thing, right? When the Braves pitching gets hurt, they pull up Jared Schuster. They pull up Bryce Elder. They pull up Dylan Dodd and they pitch fairly well. The Cardinals don't have those guys in the system to call up and perform. I mean, yeah. That is the difference between these two organizations. And in all honesty, that's what happened in this series. The Braves were ready. They had supplemental pieces to put in. The Cardinals didn't. And they're and they're regular pieces. They're Miles Michaelis, who's supposed to be their guy. He he got innings for them, but they weren't good innings.
1: Yeah, it just seems like a bunch of I mean, there's not there's not a standout guy in this in this rotation at all. Um they all seem like two to three guys. No, no ace, no true ace. Even when Wainwright comes back, he is like 47. So I don't think he's going to stand out as an ace either. They need to make a move at the deadline if they want even a chance of getting the central because right now it looks like, you know, through seven games, obviously take out a grain of salt. It looks like it's all Brewers.
2: I mean, yeah, I, I, there's not really much more I can add. Uh, Jordan Walker looks pretty fun to watch. Uh, again, I think what you guys had him as your uh, rookie of the year. Um So, I mean, it's definitely possible, Um, highly likely in all honesty. Um, Still a long season ahead, though. Uh, Let's go over to Diamondbacks versus Padres series. Uh, That first game, though, Ha-Sung Kim with the walk-off on the back-to-back after David Dahl Dahl goes yard and then Ha-Sung Kim goes yard. Um, Back-to-back, I mean, that's just just fun baseball. I mean, what more do you want?
1: Yeah, I mean, my my takeaways from this series is that, and also I – didn't think a team like the Padres should be even in this situation where they're losing um, to this, to this Padres team, like, like, not to this, bot this Diamondbacks team, like it doesn't seem like this should be close, but for some reason it is. I, I think that says more about the Padres having some early worries, some early, you know, nervousness, I guess. Um, Staz, what do you think about that?
2: I mean, it, it's early in the season, right? Uh, I mean, they came in, you Darvish, uh, you Darvish looked pretty good uh, when he did come out um, in his first start of the season, um, unlike uh, how Brad, Brad and I thought he started on opening day. Uh, last episode, he did not. That was Blake Snell. Tom was correct on that, um, but um, he came out and he pitched pretty well. The, I mean, it, there's not much more you really you really want to say. I mean, the, the Padres and the Diamondbacks, again, we all kind of said the Diamondbacks are going to be fun to watch this year, and so far, it looks like they are. They've kind of come out and won some games against two teams that are supposed to be like favorites to win the and not only the NL West but the the NL t- pennant
0: yeah the Diamondbacks are, they're a pesky little team they play small ball right they've got a couple power they bats do. in Longoria and Walker Kyle Lewis has hit a bomb or two but they play small ball they're speedy and if they can keep that identity it kind of reminds me of the Guardians minus the pitching I mean yeah and I think
2: yeah I think the pitching's coming slowly
0: I agree.
1: I'd I mean, like to see yeah, and
0: bounce back though. And, and I, I think, think he will. It's gonna take yeah. time.
1: He's got, he's got the talent. He's got the stuff. It's just a matter of you know working back to the mean. Uh, he'll get back there. Mm-hmm. Final series before we get into interleague. Uh, Dodgers Rockies. It was just the Dodgers beating down on the Rockies. I mean, the Rockies did actually, you know, surprise me quite a bit. Um, in their first series against the Padres, but the Dodgers have ruined all hopes for them, and I am happy about that because I. I'm rooting for the downfall of the Rockies, except for at the same time, I really dislike the Dodgers. But, you know, I think I dislike the Rockies more because I need them to sell the team and, you know, build as a, yeah, as a franchise.
0: Yeah. I I think that Michael Grove looked okay. Like his stuff was there. He just got peppered around the yard.
2: uh, Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't know what you really want from, like, the Rockies' ownership because they're not – the team's terrible. So if they're not going to sell when the team's terrible, then when when are they going to sell? How much worse can you really get? Um, I mean, you could get athletics worse, I guess. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't really – there's not really much to take away. The the Dodgers kind of beat up on a
0: terrible team. It really is. what they're supposed to do. Will Smith looks really yep. good. Jason Hayward. Resurgence project. Like it's exactly what the Dodgers are supposed to be doing with teams like that. Yeah. All right. So, with that, we're going to hop into the IL. I've got my sprint here. All right. So, hopping into the Interleague, we had a couple of pretty big series. We're going to kick it off with the Giants White Sox. Uh, On here, I only had the first two games. All uh, right. The first two games coming in. Thankfully, someone updated it with the giants in game three thank you tom uh giants take care of business in game one 12 to three Discalfani looked fairly decent uh they they went at 12 to three he allows no runs over 16 pitch. that's a really good news for giants fans he really dealt with injuries over the 2022 season game two though cease and desist strikes again he strikes with control he struggles with control and some sniffles but he blows his he blows his nose and blows it by the Giants as the White Sox went at seven to three. That was a pretty good one. Uh and then God. I had a serious split, but then the Giants actually went out today and they won sixteen to six. I don't know why they didn't play on Tuesday. Uh it was it, it wasn't I, anything I, about like postponing or anything, was there?
1: I don't think so. I, I know they moved the game up yesterday, but not they moved up because of weather or two days ago. They moved the game up an hour, but like other than that, they I don't know why. Um yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And moving on, we go down to Miami, right? And it's, it's actually like a pretty fun series. We have the Twins and the Marlins. Johnny Cueto goes out. He, he's shaking his bum a little bit. And he gets rocked in doing so. Uh, he allows four in the first. And it also looks like he got rocked hard enough to send him to the IL. We wish him our best. Tyler Molly, on the other hand, looks fantastic. The Marlins could not figure him out. He has five innings pitched, seven strikeouts, only one earned. And the Twins offense just fires on all cylinders as they win the game 11-1. to Game two, aquí es el caballo, snatty Alcantara, Tom Cy the reigning Cy He goes a complete game shutout. It's not the most dominant shutout, but the Twins just couldn't seem to figure him out. And he goes nine innings pitch, five strikeouts for the shutty. He out-tools Kenta Maeda, who made his return from Tommy John surgery, striking out nine over five innings pitch. But they did have to pull him after that fifth inning because he, he had some tingling in his right arm. Thankfully, it looks like he'll be okay. If anything, it'll just be a missed start. But I'm glad that he'll be okay. I think that's big for the Minnesota Twins because their rotation looks pretty good. As in Game 3, Pablo Lopez makes his return to Miami, and he goes seven innings pitched, Warner strikes out eight. But he's out by the Jesus Lizard, who strikes out 10 over seven, also allowing Warner and run. and the Twins' bullpen blows it. The Marlins take the series 2-1, to one. Rays versus Nationals, Rays in D.C., and we know what happens when a team visits D.C. Drew, Drew Rasmussen looks fantastic in game one. Luke Rayley hits two bombs. Rays win six to two. Game two, the Nationals, they have a lead. The Tampa Bay Rays are undefeated. It's the ninth inning. They're up six to five. And Stev's favorite pitcher, Kyle Finnegan, toes the rubber, and he allows five earned runs as the Rays win ten to six. Game three, Shane McClanahan on the bump. He struggled with command a bit. He still looks really good. Patrick Corbin gets hit pretty hard again, but he does make it through six innings, which is good for the Nationals bullpen. If you're not going to be good, you might as well at least throw innings, right? Rays win seven two, and they sweep three, nothing, moving to six and no on the season. Going to the Bronx. We got two more series here. We got Phillies, Yankees, and the Phillies haven't won the game. Game one. They haven't won a game again. They're lost. Nestor Cortez does some shaky movements, but he doesn't look the best. Makes it through five with one run. The Yankees win eight to one. Game two, the Phillies are on the board, baby. The Yankees called on a starter, but the Phillies signed Matt Strand, who's a reliever, but he started through four innings. So reliever turned long opener. So like uh, a middle starter, is that what you're going to call it? But not like a three. Uh, he threw four scoreless innings and Kyle Schwarber, who had been abysmal, finally hits a bomb. Schwarber and Marsh power the Phillies to their first 2023 win. But that's all the train. That's all the coal they had on their train because the other coal train came into town. Garrett Cole strikes out eight over six and a third. He looks fantastic. He tools Aaron Nola, who's been a bit shaky to start the season. Both Stemps and I saw young picks not looking great. Yankees win 4-2 to two and take the series 2-1. to one. Lastly, we go to Fenway, where the Pittsburgh Pirates sweep the Red Sox. Oh, my God. The Pirates' bullpen allows one earned run over nine and two-thirds pitch. Ryan Reynolds on fire. Corey Kluber kind of bounces back, but the Red Sox just weren't ready for the Pirates. And that is the under- I, league.
1: interleague. Interleague has been very interesting recently. I think there's there's takeaways from every game. Uh, the first one I think I should probably take over, and that is the Giants are good every other game. Um, On even days, we average something like 11 runs a game, uh, and then odd days, we average zero. So um, I don't know what Giants team this is. You know, it's different. The, the feeling I got today watching this team reminded me of the 2021 Giants because it wasn't really one guy taking over. Like, you know, on a team like the Yankees, it's usually Aaron Judge taking over. On a team like, you know, there's a lot of teams that have one guy that stands out, but this team – when they're all on, they're all on. Uh, unfortunately that means the opposite when they're off because my God, it's horrible when they're off. Um, I just, I don't know what the identity of this team is to be honest. If, if they can, you know, start to find some consistency, there is a real threat and it's honestly surprising me how they've managed to, you know, have such an offensive explosion with an offense that I really didn't have much faith in, even as a Giants fan. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I feel like there's no star. I think we talked we talked about this. It's so much in the offseason. Obviously like the Correa charge they tried. But we're not we're past that now. It's in the season and they still don't have a star. And that's big. Logan Webb looked really solid versus the Yankees, but he still allowed four runs and he did the same thing against the White Sox in game 2. Like he looked okay but he allowed four runs again. Ross Stripling got hit ridiculously hard. Alex Cobb was okay, wasn't great. just Right now, their best starter has been Anthony DiSclafani through a single start. I'd like to see that get going a bit more, and I think the Giants will start to progress a little bit more like that. See,
2: uh, I mean, I, I agree with Brad's point. I mean, the the Giants they lack a star, and I think star power is really important. Well, it is important to have a full like one through nine, all like players that can hit on cylinders that need to be hit on uh for their respective like positionings, right? Like you you will have the guy that is primarily power, the primarily contact guy, the speed threat, the defensive threats. The those guys, but you need if if they throw an Aaron Judge in this lineup, I like this team. I just I don't I don't like the team. You need an ace. I mean, Camilo Duvall is pretty good um out of the pen. So like maybe he's your star, but who who would you say is your quote-unquote star
1: just for the Giants? I mean, right now That Our team hits for power. I mean, the power numbers have been crazy. I mean, I think we've hit something like probably 12 home runs in the last three games or maybe 13, but we are not hitting for average. So there's not really a guy that's taken over and it's pretty balanced throughout the team in terms of production. And that's kind of what you get when you have a team without a star, you kind of get everyone firing on all cylinders, which at times can be good, like in games like today and two days ago, or three days ago, but um, when it doesn't work, it seems like no one can get anything going, and it, it seems like there's a lot of mental aspects going into this team. Uh, that's that's just my main takeaway. I mean, it, it really they just got to be more consistent. They got to find
0: a consistent stride. And um, before I mean, we move on, I just want to touch on the other other side of that coin. The, the White Sox were in the series, right? Tom, you're a little bit higher on them than both Steves and I. Uh, you you had the making appearance in one of this week's power rankings. Uh, I am not a believer in the White Sox. One of their biggest bats also just went down to the I O. He's going to be out for about five weeks at the minimum, and I don't trust the White Sox. Dylan Cease is really good. Michael Kopech looked like shit. Excuse profanity, but he can't. He allowed five runs in three innings. He allowed five home runs. Excuse me. He allowed five home runs in sixty-four innings last year. I don't trust the White Sox. I mean, what what did what did what did Eloy go down
1: with this time? Strained hamstring. Yeah. How he's not Running. playing the field. I don't just make him walk, dude. At this point, the the team has so many. I, I don't know. You just can't waste it anymore. But I mean, I am pretty high on this team. Um, they do get on base a lot. Um, that's kind of what you want from a team offensively. They they hit. They they are pretty high in hits. Top five in hits, top three and on base percentage probably. They're they're a decent team and they have some pieces on this team that are you know performing at a high level, um, pretty high on this team. But the pitching staff didn't look good and and their their bats along with the Giants have been pretty streaky too. They've been pretty on and off. When they're on, they their their offensive production is a lot different.
2: Aloy's supposed to be out for the next two to three weeks, so that's going to be very very uh, it's going to be very very harmful for this White Sox team. I mean I, I like them. I like their offense. Um and uh, their 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 rotation isn't incredible but cease comes and brings it and they have some decent guys throughout um the bullpen's kind of been their weaker point i would say um but i don't know i i want to like the white Sox, but i just hate the white Sox. like i mean there's just i'm just i i don't i don't know if they can put it all together to win the central but i mean i don't know right now it's a three-headed monster right now in, in the al central and it's just a matter of who's gonna who's going to kind of falter, I think. And I think the White Sox are the most likely
0: to falter. All right, so moving on down to Miami. Uh, the Twins pitching is really solid, right? And when they hit, they win games right now. But their, only lo- their, their losses came when they faced dominant starting pitching. And Sandel Contra and Jesus Lizardo. I know, Tom, you're, you're really high on Jesus Lizardo.
1: I mean, I'm high on both of them. I I think Jesus Lizardo coming into the season – Brad, you're concerned about the health. I'm just concerned about the, you know, effectiveness of his actual pitching. But he seems to be actually blossoming into a star here. I'm not going to say two starts is enough to consider him like in that all-star category, but he's looked like absolutely dominant in these two starts. I'm not going to say the Twins, you know, offense is crazy, but I think, I think lazardo has got something going here. He's definitely got one of the best starts you can have to a season. Um, he's had the stuff since he was on the A's. He's been that guy. Never been, never took the next step, but I think this maybe a late bloom. You know, being in that Marlins organization is all he needed to make the next step.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, I like, I like, I, like the the Marlins starting rotation, and I think, uh, I think, uh, Jesus Lizardo is going to come out, and he's going to bring some energy that they really need. Um, one point on the Sandy game, uh, it was the quickest game of the season so far, an hour and fifty seven minutes, and he did that in a hundred pitches. Uh, absolute domination and I think I think a big thing going into that Kensa Maeda kind of re-injury was the fact that he wasn't really he wasn't able to sit and recuperate for long times in the in the pen or in the in the dugout because he had to get back out there because Sandy worked so fast Um, and I think that was kind of that's something that I think Sandy's going to try and use to his benefit is go out there pick pitch quick and and get back into the into the dugout.
0: I think that's, that's interesting. I can definitely see him trying to like use it as a, almost an offensive advantage. Yeah. That's interesting. Tom, you got any other takeaways from the series?
1: Um, I mean, twins offense is, doesn't, doesn't threaten me too much. Uh, I think both, both pitching rotations and, you know, staff in general are both extremely solid, solid. I think, I think as of now, the twins are still the better team, regardless of the series output. Yeah I I definitely agree but uh, I think now it's time to head
2: into my Washington Nationals uh and their play against the Rays. Uh I mean game 1 it looked it was it was Rasmussen kind of went out and did his things. He did pretty good. Um game game 2 uh, the the Nats offense it it came out and it played. Like Victor Robles has looked really good through 6 games this season. Um not saying he's going to be very good throughout the rest of the season but he made some tweaks to his swing, made some tweaks to his approach. And he looks very, very, very good so far. Um, outside of that, Cabot Reeves looks pretty good. Uh, and who's the other guy? Uh, Lane Thomas. Both of them look pretty good. Uh, Chad Cool got the game two start and he looked he looked okay. Not anything crazy. Um, but the big thing is going to be coming into the ninth, you throw out Kyle Finnegan and gives up two runs. That gives up the lead um, six to five. Um, and then, I mean, after that, it, then he had runners on second and third with uh with one out and we're all texting our group chat why isn't Davey pulling him I'm seeing it on Twitter David doesn't pull him he gives up a three run home run like it, it's just like the situational awareness and I know we're losing club it was supposed to be a moment of growth or whatever for Kyle Finnegan now it's a moment of failure for him so. Uh, that's not. I don't know. It's. I. I think nine. The majority of of managers would have pulled that start in that position. I love David Martinez. He does. He won the Washington National World Series. But I think at the end of the season, it's got to be time to move on. Um, game three. Patrick Corbin didn't look terrible. I mean, he did get hit pretty hard, but made it through six innings. At the end of the day, we're paying him what thirty five million this year and twenty eight million next year. He's he's gonna go out there and eat. He he's got to go out there and eat innings, and
1: I'm okay with that. Saves young um, yeah. yeah, I mean the the Rays destroyed. Um, I was watching the game with my dad. Destroyed
2: I'm like, is a different
1: no. Um, I wouldn't say destroyed. I, I, I was I was you know trying to get my dad hip to the Rays. I'm like this guy's pretty good. And then this guy hit a home run. And then I'm like this guy's pretty good too. And then this guy hit a double. And then I'm like Kyle Finnegan's pretty bad. And then he blew the save. You know, it, it's cool to like to 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 display your to showcase your talent against Kyle Finnegan. It was really a display of. How good the Rays' offense can be, and how bad the you know it's just Kyle Finnegan because honestly, the Nats bullpen has not, oh my God, awful. yeah, it's really just Kyle Finnegan. I don't know. it's really a manager problem, I think it comes down to that. <laughs> um, That's I, I think
2: the entirety of the coaching staff has to go by the end of the season. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know I don't know. I don't know what the right steps are, are to take in all honesty, but I'm just I'm annoyed. I would like to take I, – I, I don't care about our record. I'd like to take one game a series. That's all that I care about. One game a series. I don't think that's that much to ask.
1: We couldn't do it in this one. You just got to start blank slate, man. You just got to restart somewhere. Uh, the sooner you do it, the better. Um, you're really just belting away here. But that is all I got for the Rays versus the Nationals. Let's go into the Phillies versus the Yankees. I didn't really watch too much of the series other than game three. Um, not too many takeaways. I'm a little disappointed by the Phillies the reason I didn't watch that much of the series is one, because I'm busy, but two, because I really don't like either the Yankees or the Phillies. I don't know who I would even root for in the series, to be honest, probably the Phillies still, but um, I, I don't really like either of these teams. Um, But I think the takeaways are that, you know, Cole is, you know, an early Cy Young threat. That's really my takeaway from this series. That's all I got out there. Oh, Brad, don't look at you like that.
0: I just love getting cooked on for that. I'll know. I'll eat my words in a little bit. It'll just down the stretch. I'll let up a lot of home runs, but, yeah. Right now he looks really solid. Uh, the fastball shape has improved somehow. It's already it went from like an 80 grade to like an 80 grade. Uh, <laughs> he just he stopped throwing the the crappy cutter. The Yankees were trying to experiment with a cutter last year. It was just bad. It would it messed up his slider and now his slider's better because he doesn't throw the cutter. I really like that. I don't think Aaron Nola is this bad. He's just got a little bit unlucky and the Phillies defense isn't helping him at all. I think that's that, that's my takeaway from this
2: I mean yeah. any, any anything else you got there Aaron Nola I kind of again I want to see a little more from my Cy Young pick but I mean in due time again it's first first two starts of the season he'll be fine he'll bounce back um to Tom's point I, I kind of agree I don't really want to watch the Phillies or the Yankees the only reason I would watch the Phillies is for for Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber and saw some Schwar bombs go off in this series and I mean hey it was a good series all the way through, um, from top to bottom. But I think now let's go talk about the Pirates versus Red Sox. Um, I mean, Pirates bullpen's pretty good. and Brian Reynolds is very good. Um, outside of that, what are you guys thinking?
1: I I'm not sure about this this Red Sox team. I mean, you don't you don't just like they they played well against the Orioles team, you know? They they dueled against this Orioles team and then they they go and get swept by the Pirates. And I don't know if this says more about the Pirates or the Red Sox. Brad, what do you think?
0: I think it's a matter of it. They, it's exactly what we said. They're a matter of the bats. If the bats are going, they're a competitive team because they didn't beat the Orioles like pitching dominantly. They outslug the Orioles. And yeah. if they're not slugging, they lose to teams like the Pirates, who Mitch Keller looked fairly solid. I believe Ramonzi Contreras started game one of the series. He looked fairly decent, right? If you have a competitive pitcher that can put down the Red Sox for the game, limit them to three or less runs. You're going to be able to score against this pitching, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm honestly most impressed by the Mitch Keller start. I think that was you know kind of a a good sign in his direction. I think the 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 Red Sox lineup is, you know, not to be looked past. I think they actually do have one of the better offenses in baseball. Um, And Mitch Keller did fine against them. Uh, I think drive line's been working for him. I think he's definitely established himself as the ace of the squad. I mean, that's not saying too much, but you know, if he can
0: develop, this is a good piece for him. All right. So we're going to hop into power rankings. This is something that we're going to post at the end of every single week. You'll see it on our social medias. And I think we might have to change it up a little bit based on how if you guys like the pitching or not. We have it as pitching power rankings, hitting power rankings, and overall power rankings. So kicking it off with pitching power rankings, I'll read it through. You guys react to what your guys' thoughts are. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Coming in at number 10, we have the Texas Rangers. Number nine, Seattle Mariners. Number eight, the Cleveland Guardians. Number seven, the Houston Astros. Number seven, the Milwaukee Brewers. I can't read. Number six, the Milwaukee Brewers. Number five, the Atlanta Braves. Number four, New York Yankees. Three, Minnesota Twins. Two, Tampa Bay Rays. And the best pitching team from week one, the Los Angeles Dodgers, as voted by us. three.
1: Boo! (laughs) Boo <laughs> I I don't like this one. I didn't like it. I did not vote for the Dodgers to be number 1. Who did this? That was I did. <laughs> what are you doing? Where did you there? have them? Where did you I have them? I had them at 3, I believe. Uh, um, I why? think 3 sounds 3 sounds just about right to me. What was your what was your one and two? It was the Rays and then the Twins who looked better than the than the Dodgers to me. Um but then again i think they, it's a pretty much a three way tie between these three ball clubs it's pretty dominant i am surprised that the rays did not come out on top i think the rays are right now the clear favorite for me at least um you know going out of this week but i i think it is also a strength of schedule type of thing and brads looking at me like a you know well, okay angry so you were fan. the one you
2: were the one texting <laughs> That's not us why I'm making we got to take into account the strength of schedule that they're fa- facing the nationals and the was the, the tigers we got to take that into account i mean the dodgers have through through the first when the based on the what I had a four and two record two seventeen era two forty fifth and one point eight war, uh, that's a pretty good. I mean that's they have the highest fit and the highest war out of the teams. High fit is not really I mean good. Working through you're not wrong, but that's what, what? I, those were the stats I was taking. The
0: lowest fit? Yeah, you meant the lowest fit. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. FIP.
1: Best fit. Best fit. Uh, there you go. Tom,
0: the reason I made the phase is because your number one vote was the Minnesota Twins, not the Tampa Bay Rays. Really? Yeah,
1: that was a miscue because on my paper I have raised it number one. Um, but then again, also, um, my Fangraphs page was not updated. I think this was after I think I was maybe missing about two or three games in my sample size there. Um, it's hard to do it as it's updating. But right now, looking at this, I think I have to have the Dodgers move up at least one. But I think I think the way it is constructed right now, I think it looks good. Um, are there any surprises that you know stand out to you? Think like the Angels deserve to be on this list.
0: Uh, the Rangers and Angels tied in vote total. The reason I put the Rangers on is because they had a higher vote than the Angels.
1: Yeah. That's, that, that, that's, right.
0: my, that's been my tiebreaker. Whoever has like the highest vote yeah. gets, the, gets the tiebreaker. Uh, the one that's mm. oh, it's not a surprise, but it's also not a surprise. The Astros, right? This is us weighing in last year. Yeah. That is what it is.
1: 100%. I mean, mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, other, all all the, Sorry, other ball clubs that could have made it. Honestly, Miami would be, you know, a, a ten spot type of team, but I just can't compare them to any of the teams on this list and really, you know, weigh them higher. But that, that's my only, that's my only takeaway from this.
2: Um, I know I threw the Mets in at ten just because of like they have the names and coming into the season they were ranked really high. Um, but I'm I'm perfectly okay that they didn't make it. They don't deserve to make it. But yeah. um. Especially with Verlander going down, they're going to be out without, without him. They're down without as Edmund Diaz, and they're people that have been in have not looked very good outside of Kodai Senga look pretty good through not the first inning, but the rest of the game. Yeah.
0: And so for our hitting power rankings, again, this is the, the second part of it. In 10th, we had the White Sox. In 9th, the Yankees. 8th, the Padres. 7th, Astros. 6th, Brewers. 5th, Orioles. The 4th, Braves third Dodgers second Cardinals and the best hitting team so far this season the Tampa Bay Rays
1: here are my takeaways um, the leaderboards for baseball Savant just dropped and in terms of Woba you know expected batting average all the stats you would want to see from an all-star player there are like nine Rays in the top 15 it is crazy to see I mean even guys that you wouldn't expect um, that makes sense to me one team that I did place one vote for that didn't make this list and I, I don't know if Brad knows what I'm talking about but uh, a team that is fifth in Woba and was first or was third in WRC plus was the Cincinnati Reds Um, right now they look like a decent offense but then again this is a smaller sample size I think they did have one game get rained out and they are playing I think they've only played five or six games now
0: They also in Great American
1: Hey, no no I am a believer in the Cincinnati Reds offense, but I just don't know if it weighs up against any of these other teams. But in terms of the rankings, I, you cannot deny the stats. The WRC plus, the Wobo, that is, you know, telltale signs of, you know, a, product, a productive offense. Stavs, what do we got here?
2: So you're saying there's there's no way you took into account beforehand, like coming into the season, because that's literally what you talked about. You're like, you got to make sure, take into account beforehand, Stevs. Because I didn't really do that a lot. When I, will doing our in, I will fill in. I will fill in the
1: viewers. I will there is fill
2: in the viewers. no. There is no way. Coming into the season,
1: the that reds, the reds even one. Even on They dropped to the number three so, on the list. Actually. So
2: now, where did you have them? Did you have them at ten? I'm I at ten. Yeah. Okay. There's no way they still cracked the top ten. I'm sorry. I, oh, yeah, I understand baby. it. I understand it because even on FanGraphs, they were in the top ten for something. I don't everything, remember what I what I had. God, no. the team. Um, <laughs> no um but no there's no way you have the, the the reds are not a top 10 offense in baseball they're not through the top first ten and top 6 ten games, average top 10 and on base through the first 6 games they're not especially when you come in with the previous knowledge that we have coming into the
1: season tom Brad, what are your thoughts on this they're not cuz you you said you're weighing 85 15 and that's what I kind of boiled it down to here
0: i think terms the of, the question know. is right like i didn't vote for the reds i'm double checking this right now i don't believe i voted for the rangers um i'm looking at it right now yeah i would have put a team like the rangers over them i believe the yankees didn't make or the yankees are number nine i'd put them on i don't think you had them on your list i think there's just uh, there's a couple of organizations that are just better i would probably put the reds 13th to 15th
2: i mean i could see that but i'm just okay you put them in over the yankees wait wait hey i have my
1: i have my list on paper okay ready i have my list on paper because i was ready to have it right here okay ready Number 1, the Rays. Number 2, Cardinals. Number okay. 3, Orioles because they're first in WRC+, first in WOBA, first in offensive. That's fine. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. Um also leading league in steals as well. I'm I'm, uh, I'm good with four, that. 4 I had Dodgers. Yep. Um you know that that's pretty self-explanatory. Then I had the Braves and then I had my pa- the Padres. I feel like that makes sense for them to you know sneak in there. Then I had the Brewers. Then I had the Rangers who had one of the best offensive opening series you could ask for. And that was against some of the better pitchers in baseball as well. Wheeler and Nola. Um Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. We got something going
0: here. You the Reds a... are
1: above the White Sox.
0: You also didn't put a very specific team on here. The Yankees. The Astros.
1: Yeah, they don't look like a good team right now. I don't I don't I don't think nope. 248 average, seven of seven OPS, one the three WRC plus, one point one cumulative. They fall worth. about. They fall about fifteenth in about every every stat. So, yeah, I, I they they
0: have a, they have, have Astros courtesy right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's you're definitely you're yeah. definitely giving them some leeway here. I mean, that's what you basis, wanted us to do. No, but you specified that you didn't want to do that. I did not. It's okay. I I was doing
2: it about seventy thirty.
1: Um. But no, I mean this list right here is subject to change and it obviously will change with the season that yeah, I think I it'll, change you know I think the hardest list to make is the first list because the second list you can you know base off where the guys were last time and by week it'll be easier to change that's how power rankings work um so the first one's obviously gonna be chaotic and I think it's funny that the Reds made my list <laughs> <laughs> over the just, White Sox in A- the Astros can, Hey man um they're fourth in OPS in the league I don't know what else I got to say about that Um, which is bizarre to me, by the way. All right, Um, let's 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 go. Let's get get it. We're
0: wrapping it up with our final or our first power rankings of the season. So it's gonna be a bit interesting. This is pretty much straight this season, these power rankings, besides our Astros and Padres' weight from existing. Number 10, the New York Yankees, number nine, the Minnesota Twins, number eight, the Los Angeles Angels, number seven, the Texas Rangers. Number 6 the San Diego Padres, number 5 the Houston Astros, number 4 the Milwaukee Brewers, number 3 the Los Angeles Dodgers, number 2 the Atlanta Braves and number 1 the Tampa Bay Rays.
1: You see this is a lot more like like you know not surprising to me, you know. I think when it came to hitting and pitching it was going to get a lot more extreme than some of the other cases. I mean, you weren't going to yeah, that makes sense. A lot of these make sense. I are there anything is there anything that stands out to you, Stez or Brad? I think the only one that maybe stands out is the twins being at nine and the Yankees being at ten, maybe flipping those two or
0: I think it's know. more of the fact that there is no guardians.
1: Or Mariners, for that matter. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of playoff contenders that you know
0: didn't make this list. And the, I mean Actually, the Mariners but- didn't get any votes from us. The White yeah. Sox got a vote, the Mets got a vote, the Guardians got two votes.
1: I did not vote for the White Sox. I know that. do you vote for the I White did. Sox? What are you doing? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I did. No, I did. Um, That's worse than my Red take. Okay. No, it's not. Yeah. It's really not. Brad's Brad's noting. Yep. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's not. <laughs> I, as f- that I had him that high. Yes. Um, because I'm looking at these teams and I disagree with
1: it. I don't but... know who didn't vote for the Guardian. I had the Guardians at at. I, I had the Guardians one. at like six. I was like, uh, pretty it was, what? It was top rankings. Steves, yeah.
0: I had him at ten.
1: I'm yeah, at I six. Them. Steves. Oh. God. Okay. Atrocious. Steves.
0: Yeah.
2: No. I. I. I mean. I agree. But again, like you said, Tom, first the hardest one makes the first one. So, truly. I mean, yeah. It's pretty fun. Uh, all
0: right. So on one day you're gonna get the weekend series recap. We're gonna hit in our first postseason simulator thing where we take the current standings and we. Do like uh Tom vote, a Brad vote, a stems vote, and whoever gets two of three or a sweep moves on to the next round. And I think that'll be fun. It'll be a little bit chaotic because we get really angry at each other because that always happens. Yeah. Uh, this is our first power ranking. This is our second recap. It went a little bit smoother than last. I made a couple of errors in the middle of it that you guys won't have to see. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Fourier Baseball Podcast. If you've enjoyed, please consider leaving a rating review, sharing this with a friend. We will see you all next time on the Fourier Baseball Podcast. Peace.
1: Steve!